0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Back Page Breakdown. I'm your host, Antoine Staley. You can always find me at Antoine Staley on all social media platforms as well. You know, with me today, uh, we're going to break down the Jets and the Chargers' big matchup on Monday Night Football. is somebody, you know, I've been following for a little while too. I was just on his show the other day too. So I figured, you know, when we we'll break him in on my show too and just talk about more about the Chargers, Fernando Ramirez from Sporting Tribune. Fernando, how are you doing?
1: And one, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, a tit for tat. Obviously, you jumped on, I jump on. So that's what this is all about. And obviously, like I told you on my show, I love meeting. I love doing this because I love meeting opposing beat writers and seeing how each team uh, differs and how they're the same. So uh, I definitely appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. But yeah, we definitely gonna get into this matchup too, because I feel like it's big for both teams, especially, you know, implications with the wild card too, as well. But before we get into that, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, they just want to talk about bet online for a little bit. The last major uh, pro sporting league is off and running, and college football is right around the corner as well. Bet online mm-hmm. remains the, your top spot for all live uh, betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet online is your number one information source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions all of the hoops betting action along with every single sport at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile assets at any time. Head to bet online today. And remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V you know, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game start. Yeah, I mean, I, like I say, you, I definitely want to get into this matchup too, but, you know, I, I want you to talk about the Chargers for a little bit too as well just because – you know, they've been a hard team to figure out. I mean, offensively they're one of the better teams in the league, but you know, at three and four, they've kinda it of, they feel like they've kinda of underachieved a little bit. So just talk about, you know, what's going right for the Chargers and what's going not so well for the Chargers early on.
1: I mean, what hasn't uh gone well, I guess, is injuries um to key players. Uh Corey Lindsley, their center's been down with a heart issue for uh since right before the Raiders game. And you could tell the offensive line has I don't want to say fallen off, but it it went from being one of the better offensive lines to kind of taking a step back. Um, I mean, the team keeps on telling us, Will Clapp has done a a serviceable job, but it's just not the same. Uh, Justin is getting pressured uh, a lot more often since Corey Lindsay went down. Um, Left tackle Rashawn Slater is dealing with kind of an ankle issue, and and uh, he's kind of been slowed down by that as well. Um, but then Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a huge part of this offense. He tore his ACL, and ever since Mike Williams and Corey Lindsay went down, this team has this offense hasn't looked the same. They've only scored I think one touchdown in the second half in in the last four games. So it looks like, it's kind of starting to look a little bit like Joe Lombardi's offense from last year, where um, where they they're not scoring in the second half, and and uh, and obviously they're saying they're going to work on it, but it just. Uh, it, that's a little bit, that has to be concerning for this team, especially with some of the opponents they have to face. Um, but some of the things that have gone well on, uh, I mean, I guess Keenan, Keenan Allen's been uh, lights out this season. Um, he's been performing. Uh, you're starting to kind of notice a little bit more from Quentin Johnson, and that's what the team wants. They know that they want to get him the ball uh, a lot more. Josh Palmer's been good too, uh, but there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of, positives I guess that you can take away from it because the defense I mean the pass rush from the defense has been very good so uh I guess that's uh that's a positive but I think there's been a lot more uh negatives uh with this team especially like you mentioned the three and four and and uh, obviously you're going to be more critical but um but it just it just hasn't been uh it's not what everybody had expected at this point I mean I had said before the season you need to start off fast like you need to get off to a good start uh at least five and seven four and three something like that and it just kind of has
0: been the opposite for the team yeah uh i, I agree with you but it's like you said injuries have played a big role too but you know i definitely i will say this they are coming off a really good win against the bears which i think like you know i i had not watched the Chargers as much as you have but i have a scene of quite a few Bit of their games, but I feel like that was their best game of the season, at least you know, complete wise. Uh, especially in the first half, like they were just rolling on, like rolling on all cylinders. So, just talk about that, and you know, the possible momentum that could have heading into this game against the Jets.
1: Yeah, they did a good job of disguising um, on defense against Badger. That was their best defensive game, but it also was against an undrafted uh, quarterback. So, um, so that's the only that's the only thing that. Obviously, the only cause for concern is that, yeah, they did well, but then in the second half, they only scored, I think it was six points. Um, they weren't able to really move the ball like they were in the first half. Um, uh, maybe they took the foot off the gas, but uh, that doesn't matter. You shouldn't be taking your foot off the gas. I know you're up, but still, you want to put those teams away. You want to, I don't know, you want to do what the Dolphins are doing, just put up 70 and, and don't even make it a, a game, I guess. But, um, but yeah, the defense had a good game. They had some turnovers. Uh, they were only get, able to get to him once, but but that's because he was getting the ball out really fast just to avoid the hits and everything. But uh, but yeah, the offense did really good in the, fir- the really well in the first half. But it's just like I'm saying, like the second half offense is where you're kind of the de- like I said, the defense played well. It's just the offense is kind of the one thing that is a little uh, concerning, just because. They kind of they get going and then they kind of take their foot off the gas and then at the end it's like well what's going on so um, but yeah no I I think that was one of their better performances um, on Sunday albeit uh, it being against uh, the Bears I mean against Justin Fields I think they would have struggled a little bit more to be honest
0: yeah I'm sure I mean like you said it was just a bad situation for. Uh, the Bears and just kind of how their team is uh, kind of stacked up right now. But I mean,
1: losing so, to the Bears cost Josh McDaniels is, <laughs> his job. So, uh, one, one, of, them, one yeah. of the reasons, that, yeah. yeah, one of the many of
0: games, yeah, that that's that was that looks so much worse now, yeah, uh, just to look at it now, especially considering it, it the game wasn't even close either. That was the crazy thing about it. You, I you heard what
1: Cole lost. Komet said on his podcast, right? I did not. Oh, he said they look jet lagged, and you're like, wait, like jet lagged. It was only a three-hour plane ride, and then he's. Uh, but basically, what he was trying to say is that they, they, they showed no effort when they played the. The Raiders didn't show any effort when they played the Bears. So you're like, oh, what? Like a, a an opposing player questioning the.
0: Yeah, that's the pretty game. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, that says that says a lot about the leadership or like yep. thereof of uh, uh, what's going on with the right, Ra- like the mess of the Raiders. But we we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, day low. Uh, I want to talk about Justin Herbert. I know he had like a bit of a finger issue as well. Just talk about, you know, how he's progressive from that. Cause he, he looked, obviously looked better uh, last week in Chicago.
1: You know, it's funny with this whole middle finger thing. It makes me think of Kobe Bryant when he had that, his middle finger and he, he just flips off the media. Like he's like showing the media oh, one day. I thought that was hilarious, but yeah, Justin was talking so Uh, against Kansas city, they used a glove and then they put the, they put the wrapping and then they put a glove on top, but they had to grab, I think like a a four X glove, take off the middle finger, put it on the three X, they stitched it in and then it completely ripped off in the first half. So, uh, so in this game, Justin decided to go with it, just taped up. And he said he felt a lot better because he was talking about how the middle finger was giving him issues gripping the football. So when he would hike it or he'd go under center, it'd be tough because uh, it was hard for him to grip it with his left hand because he's like the middle finger is very important when it comes to gripping the football. So that's why you saw a little bit of a struggle. But it's not just that. Some people wanted to say it was just that. No, it was also the fact that he was missing Corey Lindsley and uh, and Mike Williams, and he's kind of needed to adjust to these new guys. But Justin's been Justin. I mean, I know that the numbers have kind of been up and down. Like he threw two picks against Kansas City, but that just – that was just, uh, I think, more of an anomaly. I mean, one of the balls was batted up and, and intercepted, but uh, Justin's been good. It's just he just needs time, I think, to it. Well, I, know, I mean, in the NFL, you don't have any time, but he's just uh, getting used to and adjusting to uh, to Mike not being there. And, and like I said, he's been rushed a lot more. He's been hit a lot more. So uh, there was a hit that he took against, was it Chicago? Yeah, it was against Chicago. He like the guy came in and basically speared him, and uh, Justin was on the ground. You're like, Oh, whoa, like, is he okay? Then he like jumps back up, but you're like, Okay, like he's taking some some hits this year. So, um, so I'm sure that's one of the things, and that's why I feel like that's one of the reasons why they let go of Trey McKitty, tight end, uh, the former third round pick, because he just he was, I think, in the last two years, he's been the worst blocking tight end according to PFF. Oh, so, um, they brought up Nick Vanette, who I'm pretty sure is a is a better blocker. Uh, we'll see how he does um, this week, but they need to do better when it comes to blocking for Justin. And it doesn't look like Corey Lindsay's going to be back anytime soon, so um, so they just need to do a better job of blocking for him. But uh, but Justin's a, a great talent. I feel like he really um, he really has taken kind of that leader role. Um, that's what guys Keenan Allen, guys like that, keep on telling me. So. Uh, so that's huge for him, especially because, I mean, he came in from being a talented young kid to now everybody's kind of looking at him and, and he's kind of, yeah, he's a little quiet, but he, um, from everything I'm
0: being told, he's, uh, he's really stepped into that leadership role on this team. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like I say, Justin's obviously the, you know, the big ticket guy and everybody kind of looked at him as, you know, trying to take this team forward. And, you know, I mean, I, I will say this, like, I know you mentioned he threw two of his sessions against the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs' defense has been, like, really yeah. underrated, too. Like, I think a lot – obviously a lot of people talk about Mahomes and Kelsey, but, you know, the Chiefs' defense has been really, really That's what's winning them games all-
1: right now. And in my opinion, games. that's what's been winning them games. It hasn't been Mahomes and, and Kelsey. It's been that defense.
0: Correct. Yeah, I just think that everybody listens to quarterback and thinks, "Oh, well, they're fine." But yeah, they're not really clicking on cil- all those cylinders like as they, you know, have been like recently, which is kind of scary in a way because you know it's probably going to come at some point. They're going to, you know, get things rolling offensively. Maybe I don't know. Maybe.
1: Last don't year, know. so I- I'm going to go with this, and oh, and yeah. they had Tyree kill a couple of years ago, so they had two targets last year. Juju did all the all the dirty work for them, and. Yeah and he would move he would still move the football this year they don't have a juju like they don't have a guy like that to complement travis Kelsey. i feel like that's the reason why they're struggling cuz if you noticed they have ran the football a lot more this year which i mean they're doing well with but it's just it doesn't look like the same offense that it has in years past like if travis and and patrick aren't clicking it, it that's where they kind of that's where they kind of end up struggling a little bit that's what i feel like the jets did the jets kind of took pat yeah. or uh They kind of took travis away at times and and they did a really good job but uh in my opinion at at uh making them a little bit one-dimensional and i and i thought the jets did a great job with that
0: yeah i think they they had sauce on them a lot of the time too they kind of and then you know when you have your best corner on you know the tight their best weapon you know obviously that hurts them as far as you know getting the ball especially you know kelsey didn't really do much of anything So, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely uh, curious to see, like, just to go into that, you know, how do you think the Jets' defense kind of stacks up against this Chargers offense, which is also prolific?
1: I'm interested to see Sauce against Keenan Allen, because Keenan Allen's a shifty uh, guy who he uses hips a lot to kind of deceive cornerbacks. And I kind of want to see what what that matchup is going to look like. Um, But I think this game is going to be more about everybody else. I think it's going to be more about... Uh, Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, um if Gerald Everett plays Gerald Everett, if Josh Palmer plays Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson, I think it's gonna be all about those guys. Can those guys help Justin move the football? Can the Chargers get the running? I mean i uh Al Woods is no is uh out for the out for the year. Yeah. yeah he's out for the so, year. Guys. The, this is the game to kind of try and run the football, try and yes. get it going. Um, I think that's what I think that's what's gonna be the key here. i I, I like that sauce versus Keenan matchup, but the it's gonna take the other guys to win this game because if they can get open, if they can move the football, which is hard. Uh, then I think that they they could come out with this game. But it, like I said, it's just going to be tough because um, I know all the playmakers that this defense has. Robert Sala is a defensive-minded head coach. You know this defense has been their backbone since Aaron Rodgers went down. I mean, the only mishap that they had was against Dak Prescott and the uh, and The, the Patriots, Jets, too. Or the, the, Patriots. the Cowboys. Oh, and the Patriots.
0: Yeah, but other Patriots than
1: that, part. I mean, they they've been pretty solid this year.
0: Yeah, I think so. You mentioned Al Woods, and I was going to bring that up, too. I feel like, you know, watching the game against the Giants, if you watch that, Saquon was having his way, especially in the second half. And, you know, the thing was, you knew what the Giants were going to do, especially yep. after Tyrod left the game, and they still couldn't stop Saquon. Now, obviously, Austin and Saquon are two different bats, but you yeah. still got a talented running back there in Austin Eckler, who could not only beat you, you know, running the football, but also is a tremendous pass catcher too and receivers. So yeah, I definitely think, you know, having him in both the passing game and running game, I think that could be huge for the Chargers too. to just kind of take some pressure off of Herbert and also the offense as well.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And that's, that's the thing last week against the bears was the first time that Austin Eckler looked like Austin Eckler. He was dealing with that high ankle sprain the first few games this season. And, uh, since the Miami game and last game was the one where he was accelerating when it came to um, to pass catching because running the football, they haven't been able to do it since week one. Uh, they haven't been very good. So but I thought Austin had his best game on uh, since the Miami game uh, last week. He almost had 100 yards uh, receiving. He was really explosive. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to try and, and <clears throat> keep on going with Austin and, uh, and, and basically try and run, like I said, try and run the football, try and get him and Joshua Kelly going. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, key when it comes to trying to beat the jets.
0: Yeah. And you know, I want to talk about the flip side too, as well. I mean, the chargers defense. Uh, I think it's going to be also key in this game, too, especially considering, you know, the edge rushes that they have at like Khalil Mack and also uh, both like Joey Bosa, too, as well. Just talk about how important it is for them to be able to get pressure on, you know, Zach Wilson and uh, force them to make bad decisions possible potentially.
1: Well, it's not just what they do, uh what they do in the in the pass rushing, that's gonna be very important. But it's also the reason why they've been able to stop the run a lot more effectively this year has been because of Bosa and uh Khalil's health. Their health has really helped the Chargers this year stop the run, um, being able to kind of uh being able to slow running backs down. And 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 last week Joey had a really good, it was fourth and one. And Joey was able to evade the, the the right tackle and the tight end. He got right in between them and was able to hit the running back right before he got the first down. So um, so both of them have been very good. But, yeah, pass rushing is going to be on them. And then Tuli Tui uh their second-round pick from USC. All three of them have – I think they're one of the best pass rushing uh, trios when it comes to effectiveness. Um, so I think that's going to be key. Another thing that I would do is the same thing they did against Tyson Badgett last week confuse them a little bit like throw different things at him like if I was a Chargers one thing that they haven't done as of late is rush Derwin James and I think that's been that's kind of hurt them a little bit I think they should throw a little bit more of Derwin James uh, blitzing because I feel like at times like running backs face him and they're like oh crap and Derwin just literally drops them so uh and really puts pressure on the quarterback so I think that would be key uh, Kenneth Murray has kind of become a better uh, pass rusher I think this year he's gotten the quarterback I think two or three times so um, but yeah no it's going to be on Joey it's going to be on Khalil especially with how battered and injured this offensive line is they they really need to put the pressure on Zach Wilson uh, make him one dimensional that's what that's what the Chargers need to do they need to stop uh, Hall and they need to stop Dalvin Cook and make Zach Wilson try and beat them. I think that's going to be key. Obviously, you have to defend Garrett Wilson and and that receiving core. But I really think that if they can uh, if they can make this offense one dimensional, I think it's going to be a long day for Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, the Jets could be missing the you know, starting center, the starting right guard, uh, the, the starting right tackle, and also potentially the backup center. Too as well, so they've been through the ringer, and this is seven games in, by the way. <laughs> Anton, so,
1: you better be careful; they may ask you to jump in there.
0: No, nah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, 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 need to put on about fifty pounds at least, like to go up in there, in the offensive line. But no, nah, it is a dire situation for the Jets' offensive line right now, and I definitely think, you know, the Wayne trying to get the Wayne round back. I don't know if he'll be back for this game, but you know, they definitely desperately need him to come back too, especially I think the thing with Zach too and I want to t- touch on you with Brees Hall before we get out of here as well uh I think you saw with the Giants last week that they were able to get pressure on him like consistently whether it be blitzing or also you know the front line too and that confused them at times and I feel yeah. like you know Zach is at his worst at times when he tries to overthink things and holds the ball a little bit too long and I definitely think you saw that against the Giants. So I imagine the Chargers will do try to do something similar to try to confuse him and you know for, get him to try to make some mistakes.
1: They have to. They, I mean, because you're facing that tough defense, you have to get Zach Wilson to commit mistakes. You need to you need to shorten the field. Also, like if you can get him to make. To uh, cause turnovers on his own side of the field, and you shorten the field for Justin—that's gonna be—that's gonna be, that's gonna be uh, very helpful for this offense. Especially because, like we, we said, that defense with C.J. Mosley with Sauce Gardner—they um, also have that safety that they got from Tampa, uh, Whitehead.
0: Going Whitehead, yeah. George that kid. Uh,
1: that that. I mean, I know he had three interceptions. I love how he got his bonus on the first night of, yes, uh, I guess the, Bills. of the season. <laughs> but uh he's dangerous i mean this this defense is just crawling with play Jermaine johnson like this defense is just crawling with uh with playmakers. so the chargers need to be careful when it comes to uh i mean the char- the chargers offense needs that help from the defense yes. to to help and then obviously we know the jets probably have the best duo at uh punter and kicker so uh yes. that's also uh that's also going to be uh yeah morstead just he just feels like he He's one of the best punters oh, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah he just had so three good. punts
0: in the five uh inside the five last week. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, there you go.
1: That's a, that's it's just insane. another weapon. I remember that's how good the Charge were back when it was like the Marty Schottenheimer, North Turner era. They had that's Mike Cyphers, and the guy used to I just remember. pin him into the into the like in the into the, like, 10, 5-yard line. And that was just such a weapon. That's why in those games against Peyton Manning and those playoff games, mm-hmm. they were so good because they would just pin them back and then blitz the defense and, and disrupt Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, like him and Shane Leckler, like, those, like, two of the yep. best punters, and they were both in the AFC West. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Cyphers couldn't, like... You know, he was having a hard, hard time making, like, first team all Pro because you have somebody like Shane exactly. Leckler there as well. But both of them <laughs> yeah. were tremendous. Yeah. I think, I think you kind of t- uh, touched on a little bit of your keys. But before we get out of here, just touch on, like, a little bit of stuff, a few more keys to this game if the Chargers are going to pull this out. Uh,
1: slowing down Brees Hall. I mean, that's going to be uh, troublesome in of its own. I mean, 177 against the Broncos a couple of weeks ago, 127 against the Bills. Uh, they, the, they, they just need to slow him down. Um, they need to limit the mistakes on offense. You know what's crazy about this year is that the Chargers have kind of won the turnover battle in most of their losses. And you know how usually the old cliche is, if you win the turnover battle, you win the game. That just hasn't been for, uh, for the Chargers, but... If this game is going to rest on Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and Tui Tula Pelotu, if they can get to Zach Wilson and they can disrupt him, and they can hit him, then I think he'll commit the mistakes. I think on off on defense, they're the keys, like you mentioned, they're going to be the key to this game. On the offensive side of the football, it's going to be on uh, on, like I said, the other guys. The Gerald Everett's, the Josh Palmer's, the Quentin Johnston's, the Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly. Like those guys got to get going. They need to help create um, opportunities for this offense. And then another key I think is going to be Darius Davis as well, the young receiver from TCU. They haven't really used him in the last two weeks, which I'm kind of confused at. I, I Like, he is such a weapon. Like, they've put him at running back, had him run the football, and, and he's so explosive. So uh, he's able – he's so elusive. I don't know why they haven't used him in as of late, but they need to use him this weekend. I mean, they are on Monday night. They're going to have to use him to kind of get that going, but – they can't. They can't turn the football over. If they turn the football over, the Jets are going to make. Because the Jets are one of these teams that if they get one at inter- one hand, like they get an interception, they could potentially return it for six. So yes. you can't let them. You can't let them get anything like that. Uh, don't, don't be dumb. And I, and this is another thing too. Limit the penalties. Why do I say that? I feel like on Monday night, Sunday night, and Thursday night, the referees get a little trigger happy when it comes to the flags and they kind of let them fly at times. I don't know if it's because they're on national TV and they want to be seen or whatever, but they kind of let the flags fly on uh, on on uh, night games. So make sure you just limit that. But it's it's going to be a tough game. I mean, I, I really do see this as like a, a very low-scoring game. I mean, if you told me, oh, the score ends up 3-0, I'd be like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that could happen as well. But but I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring 20 20 to 17, yeah. Um, twenty-three to twenty, something very like something low scoring, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only shot the Jets have because offensively they really struggle this year, whether it be on third downs and red zone opportunities. But yeah, they if they're gonna win, it has to be ugly. That's how that's how all those games have been. If this if they score the Chargers score more than 23 points, then you know the Jets have no,
1: no way and to go. The Chargers that. need this game. They're uh I just saw Hopefully. they're one and three in conference that's yes. terrible like that's not good the jets are two and two but the charges are one and three they haven't been able to the only one that they have is against the raiders so they need this win to stay uh in conference but like you said it's a big game for both of them because obviously like we mentioned on my podcast i think the jets are trying to just stay afloat so mr discount double check and come back and uh <laughs> and uh, try and get them into the playoffs. And the Chargers need to stay afloat because, I mean, there there are jobs on the line. So, obviously, uh, well, I guess there's jobs on the line for everybody. But I'm, I, I just mean, like, you need to keep on winning to, um, to keep it going and try and have a hope of making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, tiebreaker implications are huge, especially uh, when you're trying to, you know, lock down the playoffs. But talk about, like, Fernando, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Uh, tell Bear Where they could uh, find you and find your work, too, as well.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm at Real F Ramirez. I'm on X slash Twitter. I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok when it comes. And I guess if you use threads, but I don't really use threads. So I think threads are dead, to be honest. But uh, but yeah, I'm on all those at Real F Ramirez. And uh, Antoine, thank you so much for coming on my show. And thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Yeah, anytime, man. We'll have to do it once again, too. And yeah, this is Backpage Breakdown brought to you by uh, bet online and check us out next week too as well we'll have another new show for you
1: you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts